Hey, welcome to the Sex, Self, and Relationships Podcast. I'm your host, Fatima, but you can call me Tima. This is a lifestyle podcast focused on sex, self, and relationships. This podcast will provide sex education, focusing especially on female pleasure. We will discuss self-development and how we can become the best versions of ourselves, all while exploring our relationships and how we can show up as our best for all of them. Welcome. So how to get what you want from self. When I think of how to get what you want from self, I think of habits. A habit is defined as a recurrent, often unconscious pattern of behavior that is acquired through frequent repetition. We all know habits can be good or bad. For today's episode, I want to focus on the bad habits. I want us to focus on identifying them. Then I'll go over steps that I've learned over the years to effectively break a habit. In case you're wondering, how does getting what you want from yourself relate to breaking a habit? Research was done in Duke University, which confirms more than 40% of our daily actions that we think are decision-making are actually just habits. So a lot of the things we do on a daily basis and behaviors that we demonstrate are just habits stored in our brain. So if you want something from yourself that's out of your daily habit, you have to create a new habit. Before we get into examples and how to change habits, it's important you understand how habits work. Habits work in a loop. It works in a cue, routine, reward loop. By the way, all the gems that I'm about to share with you today was all from the book, The Power of Habits by Charles Duhigg. Go read this book. It's life-changing. It's one of those books that I'm like, why am I just finding out about this? I've been able to break a lot of habits personally myself, but I felt like this book gave me direction that I wish I had that allows me now to break more habits easier. Now that we understand how habits work, we can go into the four steps of breaking a habit. The first step is identifying the routine. The second is experimenting with reward. The third is isolate the cue. And fourth is have a plan. I'm going to give you two examples of habits that you can break. May relate to you, may not. You may think it's negative, you may not. But I'm going to give you two examples. The examples will be both mental and physical. I'm going to start with the physical first. The physical example that I'm going to go with is breaking the habit of crossing your legs. This is something a lot of people do. It's just like one of those things that's a social norm. We don't know why we do it. I don't know when I started doing it, but I've been doing it for a long time. And it's just a habit that I just have. I have this habit. And honestly, I didn't even notice until recently when I started my self-development journey and I realized that I really wanted to figure out all ways to eliminate my back pains, my lower back pains, upper back pains. I just want to work on my body and be in the best body for myself if I can help it. (laughs) One thing I realized was crossing my legs added to the lower back pains that I was having because I was putting too much weight on one side of my body, which makes sense, right? I just never really thought about it. So I started looking into breaking that habit. Today, I'm going to share with you four steps I used to break that habit. Number one, I identified the routine. So going back into the habit loop I mentioned earlier, cue, routine, reward, cue, routine, reward. The routine is the only thing we can change when trying to 
break, well, in this case, change a habit because we can't really delete any habit that's already stored in our brain. We can just override it with another habit. The routine is the only thing we can change. The cue and reward stays the same. The first step says to identify the routine. I identified the routine was I would cross my legs. I noticed every time I sat down and went to sleep and I was laying down, I had my legs crossed. Which brings us to the next step is experiment with the reward. We have to experiment with the reward because we can't change it. We want to figure out what else can supply that same reward while changing the routine. So I started analyzing my routine when I sat down and I crossed my legs. What exactly was I getting from it? Or when I was laying down and I crossed my legs, what was I getting from it? And what I was getting from it was comfort. Putting one leg on top of the other just kind of made me feel comfortable and safe. So I needed to find something else that can do that. So I started experimenting with the reward. I realized that when I sat down with a good posture, I felt comfortable not crossing my legs. I still felt that same reward that I would feel if I, if I crossed my legs. So I needed to have a good posture when I sit down in order for me to still feel that comfort when I changed the routine, which was not crossing my legs. So that was the fix for me for crossing my legs when I sat down. When I was laying down, it had to be a little different. I discovered that when I put a pillow under my knees if I'm laying on my back or put a pillow between my knees if I'm laying on my side may, gave me the same comfort that I got from crossing my legs when I was sleeping. So that was jackpot. I was able to change the routine while still gaining the same result. Another thing that I learned that helped was weighted blankets. When I put the weighted blanket on, it kind of gave me that same weight that the leg, the other leg would give. I was able to still get the same reward. So the next step is isolate the cue. Discovering what the cue is can be difficult depending on the habit. In my case, it was very easy. It kind of just came with a habit. Crossing your legs only really happens when, you know, you're sitting down or laying down. So I was able to discover what the cue was. But in a case where the habit you're trying, you're working on is a little more difficult for you to notice what cues that habit. Research has been done and discovered that there are five possible triggers of a cue. Location, time, emotional state, other people, immediately proceed in an action. So if you're trying to figure out what your cue is, it's best to kind of make a list of those five things. Location, time, emotional state, other people, immediately proceed in an action. And just kind of make a note every time you notice that you are doing this habit and you're performing this routine. So just make a note of those things. And let's say you make this note five days in a row or whatever, you'll be able to identify exactly what the cue is. Last but not least, have a plan. Now we know what the cue is. We know what the reward is. We know what the routine is. Now we just need a plan. We need to have a plan for whenever we're in queue, whenever this queue triggers, what's going to be our new routine? In my case, I know when I'm laying down, the pillow works for me and the weighted blankets work for me. Or when I'm sitting down, whenever I cross my legs, I know that's a cue for me to sit right and fix my posture and I still get the same reward. Now moving on to mental habits. 
Using the four steps we learned to change a habit, I'd like to transform the habit of being a pessimist to being an optimist. A pessimist is defined as someone who tends to see the worst aspect of things or believe the worst will happen. If you're wondering, uh, am I a pessimist? Is this me? You're probably a pessimist. If you're wondering, nah, I'm not a pessimist, I'm a realist. You're probably a pessimist. <laughs> if you're in a gray area, there's a great chance you are. Optimists, we know who we are. We do that ish on a regular, okay? And if you're a pessimist, it's nothing wrong with it. This is something that you've probably used as a defense mechanism for yourself and your life for a long time, and it's become a habit. Get it into the first step. Identify the routine. Lucky for you, I already did that for you. You're welcome. The routine is you're a pessimist. Every time something happens, you always seek the negative out of the situation. The next is experiment with the reward. What's the reward you gained from being a pessimist? For me, when I used to do it, it was because I felt safe. I felt, well, if that's the worst case scenario, at least I know. At least I'm prepared for the worst case scenario. At least I have an outcome, a possible outcome. I realize you can actually still get a possible outcome while changing the routine. The next is isolate the cue. For a lot of people, the cue can look very different. Like we said earlier, there are five categories in which a cue can be triggered. The location, time, emotional state, other people, and immediately proceed in an action. So take your notes and see every time you are thinking negatively, what exactly are the triggers in that moment? Is it what location are you in? Are you driving? What time is it? Is it usually in the afternoon after work? Emotional state. Is this, does this happen every time you've just been triggered and you're really angry? Other people, who's around you every time you're always in a negative mood and you're always thinking negatively? Last but not least, immediately proceed in an action. Do you only think negatively when a specific action happens? Take these notes for a few days and see exactly what the cue is. Once you determine your cue, you can figure out a plan. For me, I noticed my cue was immediately proceeding a negative action. If something negative happens, when I was a pessimist, it was hard for me to get out of that negativity. Let's say I broke my new cell phone. That would bring additional negative thought at that moment. It wasn't until I realized that that was my cue that I was able to redefine my routine. What I started thinking of was when something negative happens, I feel my feelings. I let those emotions do what they're supposed to. If I'm angry about it, I'll be angry about it, but I don't stay angry about it. I let myself have that feeling. and I let myself get out all those feelings, but then I get out of it. It's important to acknowledge what you feel and actively get out of it. It was easier back then for me to just stay in the negativity and add more negativity to everything. So I changed the routine into, okay, feel the feelings and enforced in my brain to look for something positive out of the situation. Every situation that's negative, I always make my brain look for a positive. In that process is usually when I'm enlightened to new opportunities or I see why certain things had to happen the way they happen. And if I had not changed that routine, I would not be able to do that. And changing the routine still gives me the same reward because I still get that sense of an outcome that I want. Instead, it's just a positive outcome and I'm happy. And I still get the relief of this is an outcome. All in all, I hope these steps are very helpful for you. 
I know not all habits are easy to break. Some are just more difficult than others, especially the mental ones. I just hope you can utilize these steps to actually get started. Please like, share, and most importantly, leave reviews to help the podcast grow. For more information on the resources used in this episode, please refer to the links in the bio.